This is the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich. Make yourself comfortable and fasten your seatbelt. Tom and his guests are about to share powerful stories, trade business building insights, and have a few laughs. Tom created this podcast to help you captivate prospects and inspire them to act so you can get more clients quickly and easily. That's what powerful storytelling is all about. That's what this podcast is all about. So let's get this party started. Here's your host, Tom Ruich. Hello and welcome to the Story Power Marketing Show. I'm Tom Ruich, and today's episode is called How to Overcome the Fear of Marketing Yourself. My guest today is Nina Cook. Nina helps six- and seven-figure service-based experts to create an unstoppable mindset so they can build authority and boost their profit. Nina has worked with hundreds of established entrepreneurs, helping them to increase their income by up to 800%. She's the co-author of Renegade Mindset, a financial advisor's guide to a peak performance mindset. She's the host of Entrepreneur's Inner Game podcast, She's interviewed world-class entrepreneurs and best-selling authors. She's been featured in Entrepreneur Magazine, on BBC Radio, and on top podcasts. Nina Cook, welcome to the Story Power Marketing Show. Thank you, Tom. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. So, uh, fear of marketing yourself. So, I've known you for a while now. I've seen you marketing your business. You're great at what you do. You're great at promoting what you do. Makes me wonder, was there ever a day when you had fear of marketing yourself? I had a lot of fear about marketing myself. (laughs) (laughs) And it showed up in a big way in my first online business, which I started in 2005. It was a personal shopping business. And I got all my clients through Google ads. And the beauty of Google ads was I didn't have to put myself out there. I could hide behind my computer. And I was so scared of marketing myself. I didn't put my name on my website. I didn't have my photo on my website. No one would ever know who ran this business. And I was... I I sold on the phone. I did my Google ads and I didn't do any social media, nothing to put myself out there. And I was pretty good at selling and I was able to get clients. So my business grew, grew pretty rapidly, became a nationwide business quite quickly. But there was so much more I could have done. I could have been so much more successful if I'd been fearless about marketing. And it all came to a head one day when I went along to this really big client promotion and I'd booked one of the biggest accountancy firms in London and they were having a pampering evening for their senior female staff and all their um, high profile female clients. So I went along to their offices, you know, in swish part of London, beautiful offices, you know, huge plants everywhere, (laughs) lovely buffet table laid out. It was all very lovely and glamorous. And I took a team of 20 experts long, personal shoppers, makeup artists, manicurists, et cetera. And they all set up their stations. And um, and 
the people there started queuing up for their, you know, their one-to-ones with the experts. And I suddenly realized, well, everything's set up. I've really got nothing to do now. And I thought, this is the perfect time to go and talk to the senior executives and see if I can book any more business with them. And I started walking towards these two women who were wearing very sharp suits and, you know, looked very senior. And as I was walking towards them, a voice in my head said, don't speak to them, because if you speak to them, they're going to realize that you're an absolute fraud and that you don't know what you're doing. And they'll think, why do we ever hire this person? So I thought, okay, better not speak to them. I did a sharp left and I went and found some um, dark off- a row of dark offices and I went and sat in one of them for the rest of the evening. Mm-hmm. I hid away and I mm-hmm. threw away this great opportunity to market myself. And on the way home on the train, I looked, I was looking in the out of the window of the train and it was dark outside. So, you know, I could see myself reflected back. And I said, you're such an absolute loser. You do this again and again. You keep messing up these great opportunities. And I, you know, when you just come to that point when you think, there's something has got to change. I thought, I'm going to do something about this. I'm going to start investigating to see what is out there that will stop me feeling like this. And I went into a journey of personal development. I tried all sorts of things. I read books. I took trainings. I went, I did courses. I went along to talks, tried loads of things. And a lot of things worked, but they just worked temporarily. And I wanted a permanent fix. And eventually I came across this guy and he said, the only reason you feel this huge lack of self-confidence in yourself, because actually there's nothing wrong with you, but you just keep feeling that, you know, there's something wrong with you. You're no good at this is because you believe your limiting beliefs about yourself. Mm-hmm. And anyway, he worked with me and slowly but surely I started dissolving these beliefs. And I didn't realize I was dissolving them or that anything would happen. But I remember one day I thought, I'm going to put out a a short video. And there weren't a huge amount of videos around at that time, but I thought, I'm going to do it. And before when I'd said that, there was always something that would pull me back. It was almost like I would lean away from it. Mm -hmm. And this time I leaned into it and I thought, that's really interesting. I've never felt like this before. And there was no warning voice in my head saying, don't do it. No one's going to be interested. You'll make a fool of yourself. So I made this two-minute video and I put it out there and it was very grainy and the sound quality wasn't great. But I was so pleased I'd actually put it out there. And then slowly but surely, as I continued removing my limiting beliefs, I started putting myself out there in a bigger way. I stopped worrying about what people think of me, that they would criticize me, that they would think I didn't have anything to share. So I just thought, The people who want to listen, they'll listen. And the others, it doesn't matter. So that stuff stopped mattering to me. And I started talking more confidently about what I did with people. And I started putting up my prices. And it just transformed. My business transformed without me working any harder or trying out lots of new marketing strategies. I just felt this inner certainty about myself and how I could help people. And people pick up on that on a deep subliminal level. And that um, confidence and certainty in how I could help them led to more conversations, which led to more clients. Beautiful. Beautiful. I want to emphasize the last point 
that you made, which was I was able to grow my business because of the mindset shift, because of dissolving your limiting beliefs, you were able to grow more business without working harder, without spending more. So much that holds us back in our business is the result of what we tell ourselves. And that's the moral of this story. And that's why uh, that's why you're here. You know, that's that's what you bring to the world, helping people get past that. And I love the story. As you're telling the story, I'm thinking, I know that person. I know that person. There are 75 people who are coming to mind who who have lived that little piece of uh, the experience. How many of the limiting beliefs that you talk about and that you help clients dissolve are built into that story? I heard many of them. <laughs> so, so many. I'm a fraud. I'm not good enough. Yeah. They're going to find me out. I can't deliver on the results. There are so many. It's scary to put myself out there. Mm-hmm. It's scary to be wrong. It's uh, people aren't interested in what I have. I don't offer enough value. I've got so many of them were running through my head. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as you said, you know, when you introduced me, I've worked with literally hundreds of clients over the years. And the same beliefs keep popping up. But as we're focusing on fear of marketing, mm-hmm. the biggest limiting beliefs around fear of marketing are I'm not good enough. I'm a fraud. It's dangerous to be noticed. Mm -hmm. I can't deliver on my clients' results. And here's another biggie. I have to do things perfectly. Mm -hmm. So these, I mean, the last one, I I think we've all fallen prey to that at some point. Mm -hmm. But that isn't the desire to do things perfectly. It's a great excuse. It's a great cop-out to not put something out there because I'm still working on it. I'm still, you know, I just need to just get this bit right. And I just need to get that little bit right. And this can go on for weeks and months and it doesn't get done. I worked with a client and he um, had written 80% of his book in two weeks. Four years later, he hadn't finished that. Uh Uh-huh. And when we dug down to see why he hadn't finished a book, it wasn't because he was so busy or anything. It was because he had this fear that when he finished his book, he would have to use it as a marketing tool. Mm -hmm. And he felt the fear of what people think of, you know, who was he to write a book? And people just think it's not very good. There's nothing good in there. And that he would be ridiculed and humiliated. And so he was not able to finish that book off. And then once he did finish his book, then he was able to put it out there. And guess what? It started bringing him in leads. But mm-hmm. because he had the confidence by then to market himself, because he knew it's something of value, he was able to start turning those leads into clients. Yeah. And it actually became a really great marketing tool for him. Yeah. But if he hadn't worked on his mindset, he would never, ever have finished that book off which means he would have left all that money on the table. Plus, he wouldn't have been able to help all those people. Right. Amen to that. You know, there was a detail at the beginning of your story that uh, that really, really struck me. And that was you said that you didn't have your name and you didn't have your photo and any of the personal stuff up there on your website. And for, for some people I work with and I, I come across out there, they are literally doing the same. They're, they're just completely hidden. But there's also a, a figurative hiding 
that a lot of people do. They may have their name, they may have their picture, but they're still wearing a mask. They're still hiding behind a veil. They're still not putting their personality and real self out there. And for me, helping clients with creating captivating content, it's all about taking down the veil and putting themselves out there with some personality and and some authenticity. So for those who are hesitant to do that, who are still wearing the professional veil, not, not exposing their personality and authenticity, what are some of the things that you can share to help them dissolve what, well, first of all, what are the limiting beliefs that cause people to do that? And then what are some of the tips that you can share to help them dissolve those limiting beliefs? Yeah, that is such a big question. So the limiting beliefs are, you know, the main ones around fear of marketing. I'm not good enough. I'm a fraud. There's something yep. wrong with me. You have to do things perfectly. There's a big fear that people won't be able to deliver on the client's results. So clients pay the money. And they won't be able to deliver. So they're scared the client will want to refund or they'll stop working with them or they'll badmouth them. So there's those and there's others as well. But those are the big ones that keep coming up again and again. So the first thing to do is to know you're making this up, Mm -hmm. that this isn't actually based on any reality. And someone who's listening to this may say, well, I remember last time, you know, I, I put myself out there and I just... It was silence. No one wanted what I had. That doesn't mean that that's going to keep repeating again and again, because we base a lot of our um, decision-making on our past experiences. Well, that didn't work last time, so it's not going to work again. But it's absolutely not true because you can never replicate a situation from the past exactly the same because all the variables are different. You may have a different offer. You may have different people in the audience. You're different. So, you know, each time we we put something out there, it is fresh and new. So take learnings from past experiences to help you and guide you to tweak and to, you know, transition into a better offer or whatever. But don't let the past define what your present and future is going to be. That is the number one mistake that we make again and again. Mm-hmm. And so the stuff that you're making up which you are using to put yourself down. None of that is true. They're all lies, all these beliefs. And the reason I can say that is because I've dissolved many of mine. I still have a lot to do, but I've dissolved many of mine. And I've dissolved my, you know, my clients' beliefs as well. So none of them ever been true, ever. So the first thing is awareness and noticing that you are doing this to yourself. It's not coming from the outside world. You are stopping yourself from marketing by making up all of this stuff. Right. And so once you can see you're making it all up, then you have a choice. I and mean, we always have a choice. So you can choose to stay stuck in this place, limiting yourself, making small, small limiting decisions based on false information about yourself. And if you look at that logically, it doesn't make any sense to do that. Or you can think to yourself, okay, so I'm making up all this stuff. Every time I think of, you know, um, putting myself out there, whether it's emailing my list or whether it's, you know, phoning someone or, you know, starting a conversation, every time I do that, what's in my head? What's stopping me? How? What excuses am I making? Write down your excuses, take a good look at them 
and then ask yourself, go through them one by one. Is that 100% true? And if you get a no, then you can see that these beliefs stand on very shaky legs. And you won't get a yes for any one of them. So that starts to loosen things up. And then you can ask yourself, okay, so if this stuff isn't true, and I've been making my decisions on a pack of lies, and my decisions affect my business and my happiness and my family's happiness, then surely I should be making decisions on the truth. So what is the truth about me and who I am and what is possible for me? So this is where we get into the creative bit. I know your your creativity is off the wall, but this is where we get into the creativity bit because we can start creating the new story of who we are, how we show up, how great life can be, how great our business can be, and you know the service that we offer, the value that we bring to our clients. It's all an inside game. No one is ever going to give you this story, this positive story. You have to create it within you. Yep. So if all this time you've been carrying around this big, scary drama about putting yourself out there, which is a, a you know a big pack of lies about you. And trust me when I say this, it is a big pack of lies. I can 100% guarantee it. Mm-hmm. Then it's only you who can now start, who can make that decision. You have to make a decision. Just as I made a decision when I sat on that train all those years ago, something has to change. I cannot carry on like this any longer. So it's getting to that point where you think, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to live my life like this anymore. I'm going to make a decision to change this. And I'll have to figure out how to do this now. But once you make that decision that you want to have a better present and future, then it's it's creating a new narrative. And I know that's very top line, and I haven't given the details about how to create that narrative, but it is a there are so many different ways of doing it. I have my own particular way of doing it that I work with my clients. We have a you know a major three pronged uh, mindset strategy, three big three step mindset strategy. One of those releasing limiting beliefs, and then and there's two other big strategies I use with my clients. But the biggest message that I'd like to give your audience today is to commit the time and the energy to creating a daily mindset practice. When you have a daily mindset practice, you stay on top of your narrative. And when you stay on top of your narrative, and ideally do this first thing in the morning, you will be ahead all day. And if you don't do this, then you're more likely to be chasing your day. Overwhelm, lack of focus, you know, things coming out of the blue and you don't know how to deal with them. You just feel that, you know, it's just too much. Every day. Yeah. So I go ahead. Yeah. No, no, please continue. I, I was going to say this is such a critical, such a huge idea for everyone who is listening. Commit to a mindset practice, make it a habit, do it every day, focus on strengthening those muscles, exercising, because it, you know, so many people 
invest all sorts of money in learning the greatest tools and tactics and operational skills and everything that they think are essential to operate a business. And, and all of those things are learn, learn how to market more effectively, learn operational time management tactics and, and so forth. But the mindset piece is also critical. So many people think that that's, oh, that's just woo-woo stuff. I don't need it. I've got it figured out. And yet they're they're stuck. They're suffering in the same way that you were suffering. I, I used to, I'm going to offer something that, that you may or may not agree with, but I think men more than women tend to reject the whole mindset thing, thinking that, well, if I focus on my mindset, if I admit that I need help, it's a sign of weakness, a sign of surrender. I used to think that when I was a younger man, I got over that. And when I got over that, the same outcomes that you are describing, Nina, began to appear for me. I was more efficient I was growing my business more effectively without working harder. It all began to make more sense. And now a mindset practice is a central part of what I do. I've gone through your program, Nina, and benefited greatly from it. And and there's, I don't mean to, to ramble, but that's another lesson in that it's not one and done. You don't go through this and then say, oh, uh, my limiting beliefs are behind me. I, I took Nina's courses all, all done. No, you, you keep going back to the well and you keep exercising the same way. It's a good metaphor, the same way that you have to keep exercising your muscles and keep working out to stay in shape. It's critical. That's the, if there's one takeaway, there it was, put this into your program, exercise your mindset on an ongoing basis. I couldn't agree more. And there are so many ways of creating a daily mindset practice. There are so many ways you could journal, you can meditate, you could, mm-hmm. you know, do a million different things. But choose one. Don't make it complicated. Just start with one thing. Even if you sit and write for a minute, or if you focus on one thing you're grateful for, it sounds as if, well, it's too simple and you know it's not going to work. It works, but it's there's no point intellectually hearing it. It's the doing it. Intellectually hearing it gives you zero percent results. That's right. Doing it can give you up to a hundred percent results. And I know, and you you may agree with this that when I don't do my daily mindset practice daily, and I lose a few days here and there, I start feeling down, and I feel I don't have the same energy. Things just feel harder. My business doesn't do as well. So, and as soon as I pick it up again, everything just lifts for me. (laughs) And I can go through my day having these little pops of joy that just come into my, come into my being. And it, it just makes you more resilient. It helps you to, you know, deal with whatever's coming your way. And we know it's not what comes your way. That's the issue is how you deal with it. It's your reaction. Right. It's how you respond to it. It's everything. And it's always an inside job. And I, I, I know, I've never said this before, but it is. So no one's going to wave a magic wand and make your life perfect. No one's ever going to do it. Not a partner or your business or anything. The perfect client will not make your life amazing. So we're not looking for the you know, the, the temporary little blip, and then you feel rubbish again afterwards. 
we're looking for constant good days. Mm-hmm. And yep. it's not like you'll be happy when you reach your income goal and everything will be perfect. If you're unhappy now, if you're overwhelmed now, if you're unfocused now, if you find it all too much, you're going to feel like that when you hit your goal, because you're going to take all of that stuff with you. And then you're going to feel this huge disappointment that what you thought was the end goal is suddenly not that feel good thing that you thought it would be. It may lift you for a bit, but the next day you'll wake up, you start worrying about this next stuff. Yeah. So it really is the moment is now. Yeah. Feel good now. And then you'll take all that good stuff with you as your business grows. Beautiful. Beautiful. Two things I want to I want to emphasize about what you said. Number one is you mentioned feeling better physically. It's not just about, you know, the clouds that are floating around in your brain and and sort of your sense of emotional well-being. You actually feel stronger and more alert and uh, less tired. There is a physical effect that comes with this practice. And, and, and that's really, really important until you do it, you may not believe it, or you may not realize it, but when you do it on a regular basis, you begin to realize I'm actually, it's as if you've been exercising literally physically, you feel stronger and better, more endurance and so forth. Second thing is you talked about sort of the outcome. You may achieve the end goal and still not, not, have that that ongoing sense of well-being and feeling on top of it at the same time seeing that end goal and having a focus on that end goal is a critical part of the mindset work that you're doing because what you're really doing is replacing that story oh i'm going to be uh found out as a fraud it's not going to turn out well it's going to be a terrible result and you've got to set that aside and remind yourself, why are you doing this? What is it that you're trying to achieve? And you said something to that effect earlier, and I know you've said it before, that if you don't have your eye on, on where you're headed, it's a lot harder to work on the inner game and, and get yourself on the path to, to, uh, to getting there. Yeah. And the goals are important. But once you work on your mindset and you start having more of an energy and that drives your purpose, your motivation, and things do start feeling easier. Mm-hmm. And when they start feeling easier, automatically you raise your your vision. It starts getting yep. a bit bigger and it gets a bit bigger. And then you, you know, you put your fees up and you book your next big client and you think, okay, this now feels like my new normal. Mm-hmm. And it's not all about money at all. It's about that sense of fulfillment. It's a sense of serving, of having impact and all of those lovely things. And it's also about the work-life balance because when you um, spend time on your mindset, you say you become more productive, you become more efficient, you become more focused, which means that you do less, but you do it better, Mm -hmm. which then improves your work-life balance. So I work four days a week. I have Fridays off. If I want to work on my business on a Friday, I will. If I want to have a chat with a colleague, I will. But otherwise, I'll just take the whole day off. And that feels pretty good to me. But I wouldn't have been able to do that if I hadn't done this deep work first. Yeah. And I wouldn't be able to work with the type of client or charge what I do because I would have felt 
like a fraud doing this. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to go through life feeling like a fraud. I want to feel that I'm giving more value than I'm ever getting, you know, monetary compensation from a client. Yep. And it, it, it's, it's a win-win for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. You dropped a, a little nugget in there that I think a, a lot of people might have missed if they weren't paying attention. You said, if you're doing these things, you can raise your fees up. And I love it because one of the fastest and easiest ways to reach revenue goals, to increase your revenue is to raise your rates. And yet when people talk about raising their rates, they come up with a million reasons that they can't and should do it. And all of those are rooted in this stuff that we've been talking about. Oh, you know, I, uh, um, I'm not worth that much. I'm going to, you know, my clients are going to run away. Uh, I'm in a precarious situation, all of this stuff. And now if you do the kind of work that Nina's talking about, and you have that sense of purpose and well-being and focus and all of it, then raising your rates is is a natural step, and it's so much easier to do. And that alone can give you an enormous boost uh, in your business, which, oh, by the way, will just feed everything we're talking about, and it all comes full circle. Absolutely. And the raising the rates fears are around people's value. Mm-hmm. So if you feel that you don't offer enough value, then how can you charge that much? So it brings up all of this stuff, all of this mind clutter. People won't pay me that much. I'm too expensive. I'm not worth what I'm charging. Mm-hmm. All of this stuff comes up. But if you look in your market, then you'll find there are people charging more and people right. are happy paying that much and they feel they're getting a lot of value from it. So if they can do it, then why not you? Mm-hmm. Really, you know, why not you? Yeah. It's a question that everyone should be asking themselves. Other people can do it. So why can't I do it as well? And when you just sit in that space of why not me, then you could get to a different place of thinking. So all we're looking for is mindset shifts. You're just dropping these old negative stories and just thinking, Okay, I, I base my decisions on that story as if it's the truth. And now maybe it's not true about me. So so what new story can I make up now? It just gives you that space to start playing and being creative. Yep. It can feel scary because, you know, that's been your old identity of someone who didn't, you know, put themselves out there, who played a small game, stayed invisible. So who am I going to be if I suddenly start putting myself out there? You know, that's going to feel really uncomfortable. Well, a bit of discomfort, I think, is probably good for us all. (laughs) I think so. (laughs) And after a while, it starts feeling our new normal, which is good. And we are here to be an experience, to expand and all of those good things. And I I firmly believe that personal growth leads to business growth. It's a cliche, I know. But I really believe that is the right way around because otherwise you can have the perfect marketing strategy sitting in front of you. But I guarantee if your mindset's not in the right place, if you want to hide, you will find one good excuse every day not to market, not to implement that strategy. And you can convince yourself you're busy doing your other work, but is that other work bringing in clients? Is it starting a conversation? Because if it's not that other work, 
is not going to grow your business. Yep. So just by focusing on reaching out to people every single day, say you say, I'm going to reach out to five people a day, 25 people at the end of the week. That would be a good month, wouldn't it? You had that many, you had a number yep. of conversations every month. It's the easiest strategy in the world. Just set up conversations, talk to people, reach out to them, but not many people do it. Yeah, I I completely agree. And by the way, <laughs> some some cliches become cliches because they are massive truths. Mm-hmm. And and the one that you the one that you shared that personal growth is business growth that is a massive truth. I mean, that's that's the point of this conversation. That's why Nina, I invited you on the show today, and that's why I want you to share with our listeners and viewers how they can find you. Where can they go to continue the conversation, begin or build on their own personal growth and mindset journey? How can they find you? Well, I thought long and hard about what I could offer people if they want to get to know me. And what I've put together, Tom, is a scorecard. And the scorecard is where they look at their business, take the big bird's eye view of their business, because often we're so stuck in the minutiae, we don't see what's going on. So it's a way of looking at their business and seeing what's going well in my business and what's not going well. And this will give them the perfect analysis of that so they know what to focus on next. And it's completely free. They'll get um, analysis on their score. And also they'll they'll find out what they can start doing to work on those areas of the business which are tripping them up. And it's all to do with mindset. But there's also loads around sales and marketing in this scorecard as well. Excellent. So where do they go to get the scorecard? I'm going to share it in the show notes, but go ahead and, and share an address that they can go to. Okay. The address is maxyourprofit.com scorecard and I'll send you the link for it. And then once they go there, they'll just be able to take it. It'll take about five minutes for them to go through all the questions and it'll be well worth their time because they'll have a very, very detailed analysis of what's going on for them. Excellent. And is there a link to the scorecard on your website as well? Yes, I will send you the link. Okay. Fantastic. And what is your website address? It's ninacook.co.uk. NinaCook.co.uk. Any parting thoughts, Nina? It's been so much fun diving into mindset. And I think we could probably talk about it for a very long time. Oh, I know we could. Yeah. But I would really love to emphasize that all these negative thoughts we have about ourselves, they are stories that we've made up. And we made them up because of, you know, what we witnessed in childhood experiences, what people said to us. And we made up all sorts of meanings about those things. But these are things that we decided a long time ago were true, most of them as children. And we're still using them as the basis of making our decisions as adults. And they don't serve us. So I would encourage everyone to take a long, hard look at those stories and realize that they're complete falsehoods about them and let them go. Amen to that, Nina. Thank you so much. Really great being with you. Uh, As you said, we could go on forever, which probably means that we should bring you back to the show sometime a few months down the road, perhaps. And uh, I know our paths cross all the time, so I will see you down the road. Please, everyone, go check out 
what Nina is offering, visit her website, download the scorecard, develop that practice of focusing on your mindset, exercising that muscle, and you will, you will feel better and your business will, will grow as a result. So Nina Cook, thank you so much. See you down the road. Thank you, Tom. Hello, everyone. We are back because after the episode ended and Nina and I were debriefing, we realized that that or Nina realized that she kind of stumbled over the address of her new scorecard. And she's really excited about the scorecard. And she had one of those, you know, brain fart moments. Sorry for the expression, but uh, she she lost the URL. It's brand new. That's why. And so we decided that we would come back and we would share that URL with you right now while you're listening so that you don't have to dig through the show notes and all that kind of good stuff to get it. So Nina, what is the address for people to get the scorecard that you were just telling everybody about? So this scorecard to help you to maximize your profit and see what you're doing well and what you're not doing well. And the link for it is ProfitMaxScorecard.com. ProfitMax, that's M-A-X, as in maximize, ProfitMaxScorecard.com. No dashes, no lines, all mushed together in one word, ProfitMaxScorecard.com. That's where you can go to get the scorecard. And you know what? Even the best of the best sometimes stumble over the address of their thing and they get up and they move forward and they don't curl up in a ball and bemoan their feet. We fix this quickly, Nina, and uh, you're going to plow ahead and and, uh, no harm done, right? Absolutely. No harm done. (laughs) All right, everyone. Thank you again. And thank you, Nina. Thank you. listening to the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich. If you liked what you heard today, visit storypowermarketing.com resources, where you can sign up for Tom's entertaining, informative, must-read emails, download free business building resources, and discover other opportunities to help you harness the power of storytelling. That's storypowermarketing.com slash resources to help you captivate prospects, inspire them to act, and grow your business with greater ease and joy. Also, please remember to subscribe to the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich and review it on iTunes or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. i